Well, let's just say I have a lot to talk about this week, so let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the video game and entertainment podcast told from a personal perspective. Each and every week we sit down, I chat about video games, movies, comics, music, or just my life. <laughs> we have a little talk, we have a conversation, it's, it's, it's a good time. But this week I have a lot to talk about. It's been one of the weirdest weeks, one of the, I don't know, this week has just been kind of, there's been some horrible moments, there's been some beautiful moments, there's been some touching moments. So we're going to talk all about that and it's just been a rough one. But there's been a lot of uplifting moments in it, I guess I should say. So let's go ahead and jump into it, because I'm sure you guys are wondering what I'm talking about. Let's, t- let's start it off by w- with what's happening, and then after that we'll do some news, which will include Game Awards, and I'll talk about my experiences with the Cartridge Club livestream, because there are going to be a section I will edit in at the end here talking all about that. So... Hopefully this podcast comes together well. There's so much to talk about this week. It's been full of stuff. So we're going to start off with what's happening. What have I been up to this week? And that is a loaded question. (laughs) So we're going to start with my job. I have been talking about this job ever since I started this podcast over a, I guess it's been a year and a half now. I talk about everything that goes on. I talk about the struggles. I talk about the good days. I talk about hurricanes. I talk about all sorts of stuff. So let's talk about my job here. Monday morning, I go in. I wake up early. I'm feeling good. A little sleepy. You know, a little groggy. You're going to be a little sleepy. I get up at five in the morning. This this day, I actually woke up a little bit before my alarm, so it was like 4.45. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, I'm up early. Let's get this done. Let's get started. So I get dressed. I go to work. I start working. I I go into the cooler, and I start breaking down my load, and I work in the dairy cooler, which I've mentioned before, but if this is your first podcast, hopefully this is an entertaining story or at least an interesting one. I'm in the cooler, breaking down my... my, uh, truck usually i grab one of these things called a six wheeler it's basically like this big cart you can stack stuff on and i'm like okay let's stack all the stuff that's outside the cooler off here i'm starting to break down the inside load i'm stocking the inside load i'm like oh this is a pretty small truck it should be a fairly easy day it should be you know by the numbers there shouldn't be any issues about an hour goes by it's about seven i go in at six it's about seven seven fifteen my coworker pops his head in the cooler and says hey uh our store leader's been paging you for a really long time I'm like, oh, okay, because in the cooler, I can't really hear anything, and then I'm just bracing myself, like, I don't know, I don't expect anything negative to happen, but I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be fine, she's probably going to talk to me about sales or something like that, and I go into the office, I sit down, there's another manager there, and when there's two managers in the office, they always have to have a second one there when there's a write-up that's occurring, so in my head, I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? I really had no idea what I did wrong. So this past couple of months, I've been having problems. Let's just start with this. I, I've been having problems with this punch-in system. There's this clock at work where you use your fingerprint to punch in. And you get 15 minutes to clock in. Uh, you, they give you 15-minute leeway. So if I'm supposed to be there at 6, and if I'm there before 6.15, they count that as being on time. 
which I don't like to abuse the system, but if you go over 15 minutes, they will write you up. So there have been a couple days, like four or five days recently in the last few months where I'm just having rough times. I'm getting there at like 6.10 and I'm trying to clock in with my fingerprint and my fingerprint's not working and it's not registering. So it makes me late like one minute, which is really 6.15, which would be over 14 minutes. I guess I should have said 14 minutes. So I had some write-ups for attendance. It's only like four or five of them. And this is over the course of like six months, I guess I should say. And um, I've had this issue so many times. So there's some backstory on that. My boss hands me these screenshots of me walking in the door with time codes on them. And I'm just like, what's going on, dude? I, I had no idea what was going on. And she's like, hey, all these times don't match up. You write So there's this book that you write in and it's like a time clock book and you can write like if you miss a punch, you just in the punch in with the fingerprint, you write it in the book. And I had been doing that. I had been walking in and like, okay, I'm kind of late. I don't want to be late. So I'm just going to go to work and then I'll write the time in the book later instead of trying to clock in because clocking in takes forever because it never reads my fingerprint. So I go to work. And she had screenshots from all of these times. It was like five or six times. And like one of them, I had actually been late. So I don't know if it was my phone. My phone, it was always off from the time for a few minutes. And I did that on purpose, you know. So I would go to the book and I would write a time in there. And then she went to the book and the time changes and found 15 minutes that it was 100, wasn't 100% correct. And she had these screenshots of the camera of me walking into the building and it looks really bad. Right. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit. I didn't, you know, I'm, I, <laughs> everything is shattering around me because this job is everything, right? It's my health insurance. It's my rent. It's my life. I need this job to survive. So everything is shattering around me. I'm just thinking my heart is beating so hard. My mind is going a million miles an hour. Am I going to lose this job over 15 minutes? And then those other write-ups I had would add on top of that, you know, because it's attendance issues altogether. So I'm like, okay, let's just hear her out. She told me the story. She, she went to the camera. She heard that I had written in the book earlier in the week, and I had. And she told me that I hadn't got to the work on time, but I looked at my clock and it said 6.11. So I was like, okay, 6.11, and I wrote that in the book. And she said I had come in at 6.16, so I don't really know where the time difference was there. So all of this stuff just started stacking on top of each other. And I'm in the office and she's like, here, write a written, written statement. And I'm like, okay. Uh, my hand's shaking. Like I'm having panic attacks. I had like three mini panic attacks in this office and one to the point where I had to sit in my car after all this happened and just hyperventilate for like 10, 15 minutes. I was writing this stuff down. Like, you know, I didn't do it on purpose. This is my whole entire explanation for this stuff. This is not an excuse. I love this company. I want to work here. I actually love working here. You know, that, that that's bending the truth a little. Like, you know, I there's days I don't like working there, but I didn't mind it. It was work and I paid well and I had good benefits. And I was just like, okay, you know, I wrote all this stuff down, this long, <laughs> really wordy paragraph about, you know, this is every single thing that 
can correlate to these pictures that she has of me coming in different times and writing different times in the book by mistake. And this is the reason why. And I talked to her and I said, you know, this isn't, I didn't do this on purpose. And I'm like in tears telling her this. And she's just like, I'm going to fight for you, Josh. I'm going to fight for you. I know you're a good worker. I know you're a good worker. And come to find out that's BS. She did. I don't know if she fought for me, but it did not seem like that. We'll get into that in a minute. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to fight for you. So I'm like, okay, so what's the next step? She's like, well, today you're suspended. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ask you before I walk out of the office, am I going to be terminated for this? Am I going to lose my job? Like, I need to know. And then she just looked at me and said, I don't know. Come back at seven in the morning tomorrow and we'll talk about it. Just come in the seven. I'll be here. We'll have a conversation about it and you'll know. And I'm just like, so this whole day, I'm just not going to know what's going to happen with my future. Like, it would be nice to know right now or in the next couple hours. There's an, is there any way? She's like, no, this is standard process and da 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 And I'm just like, did I really just F myself over this bad? And so <laughs> I go home and uh, I had started tearing up. I, I didn't mention it, but I did actually almost cry in the office. Like I was tearing up. I'm like really emotional and stressed. And of course, the manager that's in there is uh, one of the biggest dickheads in the whole store. He's an asshole. Like, he's one of the meanest and rudest guys there. I can literally see him smirking behind my boss. And I didn't say anything because the situation was already bad enough. But that guy is a dickhead. So if this ever gets to him or if someone says, and you know who this is, and you, ooh, I hate that guy. He is so rude. Anyway, he was in there just smirking in the background like, haha, you're going to get fired. Haha, <laughs> your livelihood's going to get destroyed. Fucking asshole, man, for real. Anyway, I go to my car. Like I said, I was hyperventilating for 15 minutes. And then I call Sierra. And I'm driving home. And I tell her, I don't want to talk about it on the phone. Bad stuff's happening. And that's all I told her. So we went home. We talked about it. What's going to happen? The whole day went by. And I was just trying to distract myself the entire day from <laughs> the hell of that morning. So I was trying to just play video games or watch movies and nothing, nothing was working. I just kept thinking about it, how horrible it was and that I'm probably going to lose my job. Rolls around to seven the next morning. Sierra is going to be, she needed to go talk to the manager about something. So she rode with me to work just in case for moral support. And I said, well, you can't come in the office with me. She's like, no, I'll just stay in the car. You go in there and talk to the, the managers. So I go in there. It's seven, like she told me, and she's not there. I get it. I even get there early. I get there at like 645. I'm sitting around in the wait, break room almost an hour, just waiting and waiting. I even text her on the phone. I was like, hey, I'm in the break room. Where do you want me to wait? And she never showed up. She was off. She told me that she'd be there at seven. She, she wasn't there. So, uh, that when she says, Hey, Josh, I'm going to fight for you. Makes me think, okay, here's your, uh, and the, the suspension day was paid. I should mention that she gave me a paid suspension day. So I think she's like, okay, well I can give you a paid suspension day, but I know this is going to be a fire. You know, I think she already knew it was going to be me being fired and she just didn't say it so I can get that suspension day. So I don't really hold any resentment towards that situation. All this stuff is just me not being 100% accurate with my times and it's really does come down to me. 
So I haven't really talked about what's happening next. So it gets to be like almost eight. So I go and I find my boss and I said, Christina told me to come in at seven. And then my boss, he looks really, really sad, like bummed out. And then he's like, okay, I'll get our other manager. I'm not saying any names. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus with specific names, but this is how it happened. And they sent me down the office. The other manager's like, well, they, this is what they call a time theft. And I was like, okay, but I've heard this word before, but how is this time theft? Like, so what, what, what's happening? What's my next step here? He's like, oh, there's not a next step. What did she tell you? And I was just like, well, she told me to come back at seven and talk to her. He's like, oh, she's not here today. And you're officially not a part of the payroll. You're off the, you're, you're gone. This is time theft. There's no, they hold our hands on this one. You can't come back. You're gone. Like we can't do anything about it. It's a HR thing and they take it very seriously. And I'm just like, so just like that, I'm gone. Just like that. He's like, yeah, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm really sorry. Uh, if you guys, if you need a reference, both of us are willing to give you a reference. We, we know you're a hard worker. And I'm like, why didn't she tell me yesterday? And then they're just looking at me. And then they're kind of like, I don't know. And I was just like, well, y'all have a good life. And I'm sorry. And I'm sitting here just holding back tears really pissed off and i just pushed the chair against the wall like pretty forcefully not like mean but like it was like next to the wall maybe two inches i went and i got up and i was like really pissed really sad went out and i closed the door behind me went home i lost my job of six years six and a half years basically uh over two and a half almost three years as a manager just lost it in literally less than a month because a very easy and simple things that I just did not pay attention to that's going to be really hard for me to find another job and it, it, it's a huge bummer and I get where the company's coming from and I don't know what to say about it right like I can say oh it's my fault 100% but I feel like it's their fault too a little bit for not helping me out with this time clock situation that I've had for a long time and it's still my fault for not 100% making sure all these times were 100% accurate. It was only like a minute here and a minute there over like a long period of time. And I wasn't trying to pull one over their eyes or pull the wool over their eyes or whatever. It just was a bad situation and I lost my job. And it's been a huge bummer for me and kind of bringing my tone, my whole entire demeanor down. Like usually I'm a fairly positive guy. I have my negative moments, my depressed moments. I would say I'm not super depressed. I'm just kind of like stressed. Like I'm worried about the future. I have some money put up, but it's not a lot. It's basically just enough to get through this month. And that's about it, you know, and (laughs) We have a lot of bills. We like got we we took out like the, we got that TV and stuff. Like we had bills we can afford and we had extra money when I had this job that paid well. And now I don't have it. So it's like holy shit, what do I do? <laughs> so I've been applying everywhere. I applied to about I think so far it's been about 12 applications and then probably by the time this is up it's going to be more. And it's only been about, by the time this is up, I don't know if it's going to go up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is all going to be recorded in chunks, so it could probably be up by Sunday, probably, I'm going to assume. And, yeah, so, (laughs) 
by Sunday, I probably should have about 15 to 20 applications put in. But yeah, it was, it was a bummer. It really was. And it's it kind of just uprooted everything, all of my plans for the whole week. So basically, I don't have... I have insurance for a month, but I can't afford to go to the dentist. So I'm going to go ahead and just take these antibiotics that they gave me, and hopefully it's okay for now. I can't do anything about it. Um, I've been having trouble with my right eye, too. Ever since last three or four days ago, my eye started blurring out, and I think it has something to do with the infection in my tooth. So hopefully once this infection is gone, I'm fine, but my eye is still not functioning properly and when i wake up it burns and itches so of course that has to happen after all of this (laughs) crappy work stuff happened so it, it just really hasn't been like the best week ever but the weekend did get a lot better or it's about to so the Game Awards and all this other stuff is this weekend so this next sections are going to be talking about more positive things but that's how, that's my work story, guys. That's how I lost my job, and hopefully, I tell tell me to break a leg or whatever. Wish me luck about the future. I'm sure I'll land on my feet. I've been working for I don't know since I was 15, and I'm almost 30, so let's just say 13 years ish straight. There hasn't been a year since I turned 15 that I didn't have some kind of job, and I have a decent resume. And hopefully this one termination doesn't just deny me from getting a job that pays similar. You know, I just got to play the waiting game, do my best, make calls, put out applications. And that's all I could really do for now. So, yeah, we're going to jump into something a little bit more positive for the next few sections here. Uh, Sorry if that was a bummer topic, but I just really needed to get that off my chest. It's been uh, a rough one. (laughs) Let's just say that. It's the news of interest. Yes, this is the news of interest. This week it's going to be all about the Game Awards because, yes, I did not have the best week of all time. But then Thursday night, a couple nights after I had lost my job, the Game Awards were happening and I was just looking forward to them for so long. There was so much hype living leading up to them. And let's just say, guys, it lived up to the hype. The hype was real. And... It was realized. <laughs> There's some really good stuff that happened during the Game Awards this year. Oh, I got a list pulled up here. This is in no particular order. There are some really cool things that got announced. Let's just say all in all, my overall impression for the Game Awards was it was a super positive event. It showed video games in some of the best light I've ever seen it shown. Had some really cool guests, some cringy moments, but that's going to happen with anything like this, a live event like this. But for the most part, I loved it. The orchestra killed it. They had their own theme. They played some Red Dead Redemption 2 music. They did like a medley of the Game of the Year award music. And it was just really good. I loved the presentation overall. The Game Awards gets better every year, I think, my opinion. And I I never really have too much of an issue with them. Sometimes they're a little overlong. And this was really long. But for me, it didn't feel too overlong. I, th- I thought it would actually... 
had a pretty good pace, and uh, it showed all the awards. So we're going to, first off, we're going to do all my favorite announcements. We'll do that very first, and then we'll announce some or talk about some of the winners here and what I think about that. So they announced Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I actually like the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance games quite a great deal. I played them as a kid, and I was excited to see this. And, of course, it's really cool to see Wolverine with all of the Avenger characters. And that's one of my favorite things to see. And you'd never see it in a lot of like things related to Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. But seeing Wolverine next to all of these crazy characters in their original comic book outfits doing like a hack and slash top down Diablo style game. Hell yeah, I'll play it. It's a Switch, Switch exclusive. And I don't think that it has a release date yet. But it's being made by Team Ninja who made Other M. Metroid Other M. So, uh, <laughs> no, they have, they have other pedigrees. I just can't quite put my finger on what else they have made but i know they're a decent studio and the game looked the graphics didn't look modern i'll tell you that much but it looked like it's going to be a lot of fun to play and that's what really matters so here's a huge standout for me the outer worlds so obsidian entertainment has been teasing with like these like really silly ads on their website and stuff a game announcement and they this is this is what it is it's an rpg game that's basically Fallout New Vegas in space with a little bit of a quirky sense of humor, has its own style and touch and flair to it. And I've watched this trailer, I'd say 15, 20 times. This is the game I want. This is what I wanted from Fallout 4. I'm not going to lie. Fallout 4 was a good game. I liked it. I thought that it didn't push the envelope at all. I don't know if this one's going to push the envelope, but Fallout New Vegas is my favorite Fallout game. And obviously Fallout 76 isn't blowing anybody's charts you know it's not making anybody like oh my god it's not blowing anybody away the outer worlds i think is kind of gunning for that position i mean if it comes out and it's not as buggy and it's a big huge open world in the style of fallout new vegas it's they're gonna beat bethesda at their own game i mean kind of in my opinion they already have with fallout new vegas because that's my favorite fallout game and that's the one they developed and this is actually you they actually have the creators from the original fallout like isometric games helping out with this so it's those guys combined with obsidian and their sensibilities on rpgs first person mode in and out outer space style rpg open world sandbox with dialogue trees and leveling up in multiple worlds and just beautiful vistas and crazy creatures and oh i'm so hyped this this game kind of came out of nowhere for me i kind of knew they were going to announce something i'm like oh it's probably going to be something like pills of eternity or something like that maybe i'll play it i know they're a great studio but then they showed this and i'm just like oh my god give it to me now <laughs> oh man i was just like dude it looks so good okay if you guys have a couple minutes go check out the trailer i know game informer has a 15 minute walkthrough of some gameplay for this game and that that looks insane too <laughs> oh man so what else what else what else was there there was the last campfire which is a mini little game by the same creators of hello game uh by the the creators of no man's sky hello games and it's kind of like this little mini like looks like an exploration style game and i think it's adorable man um 
I'm sure it's only like a one to two hour experience, but I like the look of it and I'll, I'll play it. You know, I like little indie games like that. So what else we got? We got some Bioware announcements. They showed a story trailer for Anthem and I'm actually getting more and more excited for this game. It's going to be similar to Destiny, but you're in Iron Man suits if you haven't seen it and it looks like a blast to play. I'm excited for that. And then they teased a Dragon Age game and it's just basically like kind of a logo for Dragon Age stuff. I've never played Dragon Age, so hey, maybe this will be the first one I play. And basically it's a very brief teaser and then it has a hashtag at the end, hashtag the Dread Wolf Rises. So I don't know what that means. I'm sure some people are super excited for that, but I'm just like, okay, looks cool. Also, Fortnite has a creative mode coming out, which that's interesting. The coolest part about this, I won't talk about it for very long because I know Fortnite is one of the most talked about topics ever, but they took out this region of the actual main Battle Royale map and calling it the block. So it's basically like this flat land area. So people in the creative mode, they can make anything they want, right? And then... The community and developers are going to go through a creative mode, find some of the best maps, and then take sections out of the best maps and put it on this thing called the block on the official map server, and it's going to rotate out with community-created content. And Fortnite is, I feel like it's one of those games that's evolving all the time, doing creative and new things, and it's one of the most popular games ever, but it's just one that a lot of people don't follow. You know what I mean? A lot of people play it. But it's so mainstream that a lot of these uh, hardcore gamers, like, you know, people who play a lot of games like me and some of the people in the cartridge club and stuff like that, or especially in my community and sphere, if we don't really play this game a lot, I like to follow it because, and I do play it occasionally. I put a match in here and there. I'm not super good at it. It's a fun game. It's really well put together and you can play it on anything, which is awesome with anybody on any platform, which is another insane thing that they do. But they're always doing something new. And I feel like it's a live game done right. And you don't see that very often. And I do like to give kudos to Fortnite, even though the memes and people like to make fun of it. I do think it's an incredible game. So this idea is so cool, though. Think about it this way. You go into creative mode and you make this really insane Skyloft map where you have like multiple tiers and all the stuff you can go into. And then they put it inside the actual official map for a day or for a 12-hour span or for a week or whatever they decide on the time frame for that because they didn't actually announce that. But that would be insane. And that gets people incentive to go in there and make some insane stuff. And then you get to go to the block inside the official map and then see what people have created and play in it. That's super cool. That's super cool. Uh, another really cool announcement is Ed Boon, which is, he's one of the main creators of Mortal Kombat. He came out to do an award. And then before he said the award, who won or the nominees, the trailer, the screen went to black. And then it was a Mortal Kombat 11 trailer with some rap music that some people hated, but I actually thought it kind of fit the, fit the tone of the trailer specifically. But the game itself, it kind of doesn't fit the tone of the game, but it's 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 kind of like a mumble rap style. I'm probably wrong about what the genre of rap it is, but if it sounded like mumble rap to me, it's like but the booty booty wada booty booty wada booty. I'm just like I don't <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> uh, but I thought it kind of fit the tone of the trailer. At first, I'm like eh and then i'm like okay i watched it a couple more times i'm like okay it kind of fits the tone of the trailer and it's a badass trailer the graphics look a lot nicer than mortal kombat 10 they really feel like they're upping them 
And for fighting game fans, I'm excited to see what this game turns out to be. I like Mortal Kombat. I never really get into it. It's too hardcore. I never get into any fighting game besides Smash Brothers. Super hardcore. But I was super excited for the fans of that specific series and for NetherRealm. Because I know a lot of people are fans of Inju- uh, is it Injustice Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat. They kind of go back and forth every other year for that those two franchises now. And I'm excited to see what they're coming up with. And what that game's going to look like. Also, the creators of Supergiant Games, or the studio Supergiant Games, they made Transistor, Bastion, Pyre a couple years ago. I guess that might have been last year. They're making a new game called Hades, and it's a run-based game, which I was like, I don't know. I saw some gameplay for it, though. And it looks like a decent time. You you play Hades' son. You're basically Prince Hades. I don't. He has a specific name. I don't remember it. But you try to get out of hell fighting creatures and you get level ups and when you die you uh retain some of those powers that you get from your runs it's similar if it remind me remind me a lot a lot a lot of dead cells which i played a i don't know a lot of hours into this year never beat it i had a good time with it i feel like this will be similar to that where i play a lot of it but probably never beat it it looks like a fun isometric action game and i feel like it's focusing a little bit more on action than a lot of the other super giant games do because i feel like they have some tactical strategy elements to them and this one it feels like they're kind of going all out for the action and i'm excited to see where it goes and it's actually on the new epic launcher on steam (laughs) because they have a steam competitor coming out or it's out now i actually have it installed i guess (laughs) uh but yeah, it, it looks cool, and it's out on early access, and they're going to kind of add on to it, similar to Dead Cells, like they did in the last couple of years. And Dead Cells ended up being some of people's favorite games of the year. I think it's going to make my list, and yeah, it looks cool. And uh, there's nothing but quality when it comes to Supergiant games, and it had some of the best art style out there. It's just stunning. Also, Journeys on PC, that's a random thing. And uh, yeah, let's see what else was there. There were some more things. Far Cry 5 has a spin-off sequel coming out that's literally happens after the event of Far Cry 5, which they spoiled Far Cry 5 on stage to announce this game, which is weird. And people were pissed about that. This game comes out February 15th, which is pretty damn soon, and it's only a $40 game. So it's definitely spin-off territory, but it's the nuclear fallout of that same map of Far Cry 5. And it looks fun. I don't know. It's been a while since I got into a Far Cry game, and I feel like they come out a lot now. I feel like there's way too many of them, and hopefully it adds some cool formulas and maybe some crazy, like, it looks like some crossbow with, like, a, I don't know, saw blade on it or something. Hopefully that turns out fun, and I like the tone of the trailer. It was silly and goofy and semi-serious, and uh, it could be a fun game. Speaking of post-apocalyptic games, there was a Rage 2 trailer and I'm in a release day, May 16th, and that game looks freaking incredible. And every time they show it to me, I want it more. And they showed more of some of the different missions you could do. There's our races and some of the wacky, insane shenanigans that can go on. And some people are comparing it a lot to Far Cry 5, or what is it, Far Cry New Dawn. I didn't even say what that Far Cry, <laughs> Far Cry game was called. They were comparing it to that and, what is it, Outer, Outer Worlds together. Like, all these games look the same. And I have to just disagree 100%. Far Cry looks more modern day. More, it looks realistic in its wackiness. So it has more modern day stuff. 
So there's going to be makeshift weapons and stuff. And it's going to be that pace. So Far Cry has a pace where it's kind of like, it's fast paced, but it's not like super insane and crazy. Outer Worlds is more of an RPG pace and it's in space. So that's way different. And then they have Rage 2, which is just super fast Doom style speed with crazy powers in this really wacky, colorful, post-apocalyptic where you can have cars and car combat and stuff like that. All these games, if you just glanced at them for like a split second, would be like, oh, there are post-apocalyptic games. There's so many coming out next year. First-person post-apocalyptic... That's a tongue twister, isn't it? First-person post-apocalyptic games. <laughs> There's so many coming up next next year, and you can just glance at them and be like, damn, those all look the same. But if you look into what they actually are, they're very different, so I'm excited. They all look really good to me, and I'm going to play them all. A <laughs> couple of quick hits here. We have The Last Campfire, which looks like a really nice indie game. Stanley Parable expansion. They're going to bring it to consoles finally, too. And then Atlas. I was really interested about this. It's a 10,000-person server. You're basically a pirate in this mystical world with, like, crazy creatures and, like, it's basically medieval fantasy mixed with creatures mixed with pirates it looks crazy it's basically it's by by the guys that made arc survival evolve and it's in early access now and i was just like holy shit this looks awesome <laughs> i was like this blew me like it blew me away from the trailer it's like dude dude is this gonna be a good sea of these <laughs> i like sea of these well enough but it didn't really blow me away and this game just kind of seemed like that game times a thousand honestly psychonauts 2 had a trailer and it made me think man i need to go back and play psychonauts 1 it had the same similar charm and it just looked like a lot of fun i love 3d platformers and that style of humor is just right up my alley and i need to go back and play psychonauts it's one of my biggest hole in my gaming history and hopefully one day i will sit down and just beat that game because i know i would have a great time with it but that was that's beside the point today and the biggest announcement, or the one I got the most hype for out of all of these. Crash Team Racing is being remastered. They had this teased for a few days before the Game Awards. A lot of sites got these fuzzy orange dice. Then Spyro teased about a play, like on their Twitter, about a place that they are that's in the Crash Team Racing lore. And I'm like, okay, it's going to happen. Or is it not going to happen? But they did a nice, cool reveal. They had the Crash guy from the original commercials on stage. He had a question mark box there. He opened it up and then gave Jeff Keighley a Crash Team Racing trophy. And then they played the trailer, showed the comparison of the graphics from the original to now. And it's similar graphics to the Crash uh, remaster from a couple years ago now. And it's that style of 4k beautiful crash remaster with ctr which is the best kart racing game period in my opinion it's only up there with well, what was the other one diddy kong racing and then i really liked uh sonic racing transformed and then of course mario kart 8 deluxe is really good too but yeah i was like man i'm so excited for that remaster i don't know if they're gonna add anything it looked like they might be adding cars maybe but if it's just the same game that looks beautiful and they confirmed that they're split screen that's all i really wanted i just wanted something like that and that really delivered i'm excited and it comes out june of next year so awesome crash team racing remastered is going to blow me away next up i just wanted to talk about a couple of moments from the game awards like i said before it was a super 
it was it was a celebration of video games. It was cel- celebration of all these things that we love. And there were some great moments that stick out to me. So they had the eSports award for the best eSports player. And this guy named Sonic Fox came on stage. And I have a lot of respect for this guy. And so I watched I watched this like clip a few months ago of him just destroying this guy and Dragon Ball Fighter Z and just being super excited wearing a furry costume and I'm like this guy's super cool you know I already liked him he comes on stage gives a super heartfelt speech about how he had to fight his way up he's gay and black and a furry and that he had to fight his way to do this and he's being honored on stage and it's just one of the most touching and heartfelt speeches I've seen for any award ever and I was like man Real tears, real tears right now. This is awesome. You know, I was super happy for him. And then there was another moment when Celeste uh, received awards for the best independent game and the best games for impact, which is games that had an impact for, you know, that showed sides of mental health or had like a outward reach style, you know, storyline and stuff to help people. And Celeste, all, all but, <clears throat> if I could speak, Celeste is all about mental health, learning to come to terms with yourself and both sides of yourself, learning how to overcome obstacles and stuff like that. It's a very personal story and it's a very beautiful game that has storyline that is analogous with gameplay and it's a really great game. I love it to death. It's one of my favorites of the year. And when they went on stage, this is what Matt Thorson Thorson said in his acceptance speech. He says, if Celeste has helped you come to terms with mental illness, you deserve credit for that. That change came from inside of you. And literally when he said that, I was like, damn, that's fucking hardcore. Like I was super happy when he said that. It made me like super warm inside. This game awards, man, like I I, I had been bummed out all week and it just cheered me up like so many times. And they had a video about Steven Spone from Able Gamers and how he helped he can't he overcame his disability and helped other people to do the same by playing video games and connecting together and that was an awesome scene they had reggie fils phil spencer and sean layton on stage all together to introduce the show you know nintendo xbox and playstation all on stage all at the same time and it was just a beautiful little award show and I loved how it was put together and it really cheered me up and turned that frown upside down I should say (laughs) so yeah it was awesome and I'm looking forward to next year's and for all these games I mentioned it's going to be a good 2019 too so I'm really looking forward to it and thanks game awards because you guys turned my week around or at least started to let's talk about more of what happened later on in the week Let's back that up. I did not talk about the winners of the Game Awards. There's so much to talk about for them. (laughs) I had it nicely wrapped up here. Let's talk about the winners real quick. We'll go over that just for a second. I'm not going to talk about all of them here. Um, I'm going to say for once, the one thing that was a little bit of a bummer is Spider-Man didn't win any awards. And I thought it would at least win like Best Action Adventure, but that was God of War. It's a little bit of a bummer. The same thing happened to Horizon last year. Horizon Zero Dawn, I felt like, deserved at least one award, and I don't think it really got anything or too much of a nod compared to the other games. There's just so many great games, both like the last couple of years especially. This year just had such a plethora of amazing titles, especially God of War, Red Dead Redemption. We have, you know, 
just so many good games. Celeste, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, apparently is really good. I never played it. <laughs> but uh, so we're going to start from the top here. The game of the year. I'm just going to start start with that. God of War, one game of the year. And this, this was kind of crazy because we all assumed Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to win because they were on stage a lot during here. They got the best narrative. They got the best score. They got the best audio design. The best performance was Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. So we're all just like... Well, Red Dead's going to win Game of the Year. It's obvious, right? But no, God of War won, and I was super excited. God of War is a fantastic game. It's a masterclass in action. It's a masterclass in storytelling, graphics, artwork, design, uh, art direction, uh, the way that it is directed, period, and actually one win uh one best game direction it's it's one continuous shot following kratos from behind the entire game and it plays out the entire storyline from that perspective and that's pretty insane that it does that um i think that it's a great game of the year game of the year winner like i it makes sense and it's a fantastic game and deserves it in my opinion red dead redemption 2 is really high up there and so is celeste and so is spider-man they're all those four games right there are in my top five <laughs> i'm just gonna say that most likely i am sure it's gonna change up a bit before i make official lists for the year but those games are gonna be up there <laughs> and i'll be talking about those near the end of the year here but yeah i, I was awesome best ongoing game fortnite which is obvious our uh, best art direction which was a really nice surprise it's return of the Oberdin, which i actually never played but i love the art style watch some gameplay for it it's like this really surreal looking like kind of old looking pc game style but in a modern style i can't really describe it it's very pixelated but in a really cool way and it's in first person if you have a minute go check out some return of Oberdin gameplay because that's gonna blow you away it's just a beautiful art style and it looks different than anything else and of course games for impact i already said celeste won that best independent game celeste as well best mobile game was florence which it's oh, a touching game some of the coolest mechanics that I've ever seen be used on a touchscreen. And if you haven't had the chance to play Florence, please go play it. It's like $3 or so on both iOS and Android. And it's one of the best games I've played of the year. And it's only like 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how long you take, you know, soaking it in. And it's 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 an incredible game. I've been saying incredible, like quite a bit. But all of these games are fantastic and deserve what they won uh best vr and ar game got was astrobot and i'm so bummed that i'm not playing vr right now guys this is like the year of vr i feel like especially for psvr we had astrobot beat saber moss tetris effect it it was kind of packed with really cool vr games and i'm sure i'll jump on this train eventually and i'm just gonna <laughs> have a just an in in intense time trying to catch up with all this stuff but yeah, those get that game definitely deserved it. I'm sure I'm sure it deserved it. I haven't played it, but I've heard so much glowing stuff. I'm not surprised that it won. Best action game was Dead Cells. I'm glad they got a nod. It was a great game and a hell of a lot of fun. And it's a good action game. That's a good way to describe that game. So um best role playing was monster hunter world which i've never played but i know a lot of people got into it. Best fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That thing took off this year. It was at Evo and it was just there's so many headlines about it people just loved it and it kind of took off better than any fighting game in recent memory so that's awesome that that one uh best family game overcooked 2 uh best strategy game was into the breach best multiplayer fortnite best sports and racing forza, forza horizon 4 and then 
there's some more best indie game we got the messenger best esport player was sonic fox which i talked about already and yeah there's a lot more esports stuff uh content creator of the year was ninja i don't really like the guy he said i don't get it him winning content creator of the year i know he is popular but he did say racial slur on stream and he's said some really weird and crazy stuff about women and stuff it's kind of hard for me to stand behind him as a winner of the year but i know he's popular so all he had to do is say hey go vote for me and he won so whatever on that one uh, that's my opinion it's this whatever he and just kind of he, he's great at what he does he is uh, i have personal thoughts on that that I don't really agree with him winning anything this year, but that's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> Honestly, if someone's going to win, it's going to be somebody from the Cartridge Club in my heart. So it's like not like thousands of people. We just have our own little community. So we have our own rewards for that. So we'll look out for that. <laughs> I'll stop talking about this. So that's the Game Awards. Uh, I obviously love them, and these were my favorite. I think these might have been my favorite conferences besides e3 there's a couple of cool things that happened in e3 but if i was gonna make like the best press conference or the best gaming event of the year this would be in the top three for sure and i loved it it was such a good time so this weekend was i've been talking a lot right <laughs> this weekend was there's two things that happened there's a 53 hour cartridge club live stream that happened extra life so this is recorded on sunday after the cartridge club live stream went live and it's already over and done with so this is like we just fast forwarded time for a couple days here <laughs> but you know i figured hey what's i'm already behind on the podcast let's just include everything so <sighs> The, the live stream charity event was a blast. I loved it to death. I watched this whole thing pretty much for the most part. Uh, there was a couple times when I was out. I had it on in the background no matter what I was doing. I was driving. I had it on in the background. I was out to eat at dinner. I had it on in the background. Um, yeah, and I was at Golden Corral last night and uh, had the Q-Dogs there. And they were talking about their freaking hood in their kitchen. Oh my god, that shit was hilarious. And somebody was throwing food in my hair at a good a freaking golden corral. I know I have big poofy hair, but don't throw food at someone's hair in the middle of a restaurant. What kind of crazy people are you? Anyway, I was pissed about that. I was so mad. I was like, Sierra, dude, did you see that? They just threw food at my hair. I don't know what they were throwing. They threw two things at my hair. None of it stuck, but it was in there, and they were behind me. And I'm like, dude, did you see that? She's like, no. I'm like, they're throwing food at me. Okay, I'll stop, talk <laughs> I'll stop talking about that. I was just like, whatever. Um... This Cartridge Club live stream was just insane. It was, it gets better every year. These guys, all these people get better at streaming because we were all doing it more, including me. I feel like my stream might have been the weakest, honestly. I feel like I did okay. I had a, a lot of fun, though. I played, like, Just Cause 3. Uh, what was it? I played a little Red Dead Online, and that was kind of boring, so I kind of stopped. And then I played a little bit of uh, Jackbox and... I feel like I played something else. Some Call of Duty. It was kind of a mis mis mishmash of a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, and I played some Psychonauts because of that Psychonauts 2 trailer. And I was like, you know what? I want to play some Psychonauts. And that was a good time. Um, I stayed up late last night to like almost 6.30 watching Donovan Viper, which he was 
kind of, I feel like it was kind of a, a slow time to be streaming. It was like, I don't know, 3 to 7 a.m. my time, or like American Central, and he's in the UK, so it's just like, okay, he's going to be streaming early, and I was up there, I was already up, and I, Sierra went to bed, and I'm just like, dude, I have nothing to do, honestly, so I sat there, and I watched him stream Sonic Sonic Racing Transformed, and we talked about a bunch of stuff, I talked about work, we talked about life, he talked about my podcast, gave me a bunch of compliments about my podcast, said it helped him get through some depressing times, I was super happy, so if you're listening now, thank you so much, Liam, that was awesome, um, I just enjoyed his stream a lot because I was kind of like awake. I had some insomnia. I couldn't really sleep. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go jump on the cartridge club stream and just watch as much of it as I can. I watched a little bit of Derek and Deej13 and Cynthia, his wife on there doing some Jackbox and other things in Pokemon and stuff like that. I watched Q dogs. Like I said, I pretty much watched at least an hour of everybody's stream, if not more. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I was on 80 defense for a while with him doing Jackbox. I, th- I feel like Jackbox was like probably, I'd say, I'm going to say it's about eight hours, six hours or eight hours of the cartridge club, 53 hours was Jackbox. That that series is insane. And it's such a fun crowd, crowd experience. And it's really cool to do for charity events. And I enjoyed my 45 minutes or whatever it was that I did that rap battle game, which I love. That's my one of my favorite Jackbox games now. But yeah, it was an insane stream. And by the end of it, we had matched our goal from last year. And I'm sure by now they uh, have got some more donations in and we've probably surpassed it, which is eight, $1,816 is how much we did last year. And we met that and probably are going to surpass it by I don't know how much and it's super cool i love being a part of this community and it was so like i said i said i just had such a crappy week (laughs) and then everything kind of piled up on itself it's like the game awards i was so happy and it was such a good time and then we had this cartridge club stream and then oh yeah and i was watching the kind of funny showcase and the thing i was doing as i was double fisting this i had the (laughs) the kind of funny showcase on the left screen and then on the on my um on my monitor, uh, the Cartridge Club stream, sitting at my desk closer to the cart- the monitor, but I had the kind of funny one playing, and I was going back and forth, talking to the chat, pausing the game, uh, the kind of funny one, going back to the chat on the Cartridge Club one, and kind of watching a trailer at a time, and just like enjoying that too, because, dude, and then I watched that again after everything was done, um, and, <laughs> oh, Actually, no, I didn't watch the entire kind of funny. I just watched the beginning part I missed. But um, I watched it all, and that was awesome. That was put together really well. I like I like kind of funny's content. I, I listen to their podcasts and stuff a lot, and I, f- I feel like they're pretty genuine guys, and they did a really good job with that showcase, and they put down, had some really cool trailers for games called like a Fold Apart, Supermarket, Supermarket Shriek, Vane, Ape Out, and there's so many games in there I, I don't even want to list, like Supermarket. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, which is like an infinite rum- runner style of Super Meat Boy, and that was awesome. <laughs> so it's just like I'm on this high, like I'm super happy. Like it, I all these negative thoughts that I had were just kind of like gone by at the end of this weekend. And I want to thank everybody for that, and thanks for the Cartridge Club because they were insane and insane in a good way, <laughs> insanely positive. They were fun to watch and. 
I have some more to go back and rewatch and then cut together into like a fun montage thing, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, I loved it guys. I hope they make this an annual thing every year because I will show up. I keep joking like, Oh, next year, let's do a hundred hour stream. And people are like, I don't know about that. I'm like, dude, I will do a freaking eight hour stretch. If you guys want to do a hundred hour stream, I will do a 24 hours out of the hundred hours next year. If you want to just do, Hey, Josh is going to do 24 hours to kick it off or to end it. I will do it. You know, I will literally put the time aside to help you all out and make more money for car, uh, for extra life and help out the community because I like doing my part and I like being a part of it. And, um, I like that the cartridge club has a culture of positivity and family and friends. And you feel like when you contribute that you're a part of something that's positive in the world. And that's super cool. And I think, (laughs) I thank everybody for the kind words this week because it's been pretty rough. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap up the show. I'm starting to get a little emotional, but thank you guys for listening and supporting frantic thoughts. And we'll keep on doing the show. I don't know how it's going to be for the Christmas videos. I've been talking about so much this year. It's it. Sorry. I'm kind of tearing up. It kind of depends on when, um, sorry guys. kind of depends on when this job stuff clears up and when um everything goes perfectly with my job but i do have some videos lined up for that um thank you for listening to (laughs) sorry guys i get really emotional here at the end no it's not sadness i'm like kind of just happy like all these people came together and we made it happen and that's so cool and it's just been a roller coaster of a week for me and thank you guys for being here for me through that and um, I'm hopefully this podcast gives you, gives you something to listen to, to uh, pass by some of the negative times that you've had this week too, or in the future, if someone's listening to this in 2025, which how is it in 2025? Let me know if I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening this week to Frantic Thoughts, this weird, wonderful podcast that I do every single week, usually on time, but lately it's been slacking and I've been missing the Thursday time slot, but people don't seem to mind. So I'm glad you guys are patient with me when I put out shows. Uh, thank you for so much for listening to this weird hack together episode. And I'll get, and, uh, of course go to the cartridge club forums, cartridgeclub.org slash forum. Click on this episode. We can have a conversation. Go to Twitter, twitter.com slash frantic society, frantic S O C I E T Y. Go over to the cartridge club extra life, which is bit dot, do slash cc extra life if you still want to donate and put more towards that goal that we already hit and help us surpass it even more and as always thank you so much for listening and i love you so much i'll catch you guys next week